Thank you for listening to Namat's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. in war, plague, and famine. Gang? I need your help. Catherine, this is the last chance to help this kingdom. Her uncle is the king of France. You must unite Europe. Kidnapping her is the only way. We don't kidnap women. The king's rules are God's rules. Go. I need you alive. Yeah, we'll be close. I need to find her. I know who did it. And those soldiers are never gonna find him. Why? Because I trained him. Tomorrow she will be yours. You must protect her. I will do whatever it takes. I will burn every tree in the forest. He cannot be allowed to get Catherine. If you choose to fight, you may die. But for your cause, and that is a good death! Who's got Kings may be chosen by God, but they still make the mistakes of men. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Pekovic, and this is episode number 459. Releasing in the US in theatres on September 9 is Medieval, a historical action epic that stars Ben Foster as Jan Zizka, a righteous warrior caught in the middle of a war between two kings that will determine the future of famine-ravaged 15th century Eastern Europe. Also starring Michael Caine and Matthew Good and Sophie Lowe, Medieval is a thrilling action thriller set during a fascinating period of the Holy Roman Empire. And the film also marks the latest directorial debut by Peter Yakul. Peter, I thank you so very much for your time today. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm really interested about Jan Zizka in regards to him as a, a national hero in your country of the Czech Republic. I'm curious, when you are a, a young man, a young boy, when does the name Jan, Jan Zizka become known to you? When do you find out about his exploits, his legend? Is this something that's taught in school or do you even 
know about him before that? Is he part of kind of like the the, the just the 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 air part of the the ether of what is the Czech Republic today? Yeah, uh, actually, he is like one of five the most famous Czech people ever, you know, or ten. So uh, you learn about him at school, but you know about him even before that. And, you know, and there, there was a film 60 years ago, which was shot, you know, just like, you know, like uh, during the communist area. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like it's somebody who everybody knows. He's got a lot of statues, you know, the biggest one of the biggest, uh, you know, bronze statues in in the world, you know, which is in Prague. And, you know, uh, also part of the city is named, uh, you know, uh, after him. So, yeah, he's he's huge. And it's just like, you know, he set up some cities, you know, uh, in the Czech Republic. So everybody knows him. And, you know, he was one of seven never defeated generals of all time, like uh, Genghis Khan or Alexander the Great. You know, so he is real legend, you know, for us. When it comes to doing a film on a, on a historical figure or a legendary figure, you know, you're making a movie, it's storytelling, and movies are a reflection of history. They're a reflect, reflection of life. But you also want to make sure you can have little trinkets of, of the historical fact in there as well. How do you find the balance in putting that together? Did it take some time to really try to find a balance between who um, Jan Zizka was as a man and a legend but also how as he's as a character in your movie as well. Yeah, I mean it's always challenging, you know, to find, you know, what 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 should be in the movie, what kind of lesson uh, from history it should be. And I think, you know, it's like what I wanted to do here is like, you know, to describe the political situation of those times, describe how, how poor people felt, you know, how peasants felt, you know, how uh, kings were, you know, and you know uh, all you know, just like what was happening, and also described as much about you know Jan Zizka's, you know family, you know, and when he grew up. But uh, you know, I decided to do a short period of uh, time, you know, just like from 1402, and you know, so uh, I chose his personal story, and uh, you know, there is a you know a lot of fiction about this you know personal story because we did we don't know too much about him from this period of time we know he was mercenary you know he was he we know what he you know uh, became you know to be later on but you know exactly from this time we also know something what he was doing for the king Wenceslas but yeah i i wanted to use everything what was, you know, forming him, you know, to become, you know, one of the, the greatest, you know, uh, military commanders of all times. You know, so I was using all what I found about him, everything what I found is there. And the rest, you know, was created to make it, you know, work in two hours. In portraying Jan on, on the screen, you need an actor who can really portray on authenticity and intensity, a charisma. And Ben Foster ticks all of those boxes. I remember the first time I saw him was back in 1999 in a movie called Liberty Heights. And ever since then, I've always watched his films. It was one of those actors that if I know he's in a film, I'm going to watch it because I know he's going to put in the work. When it came to choosing an actor for your Jan Zizka, was Ben Foster an actor that you knew would put in the work and will portray the, the qualities needed to make this man, this legend, come to life on the screen and draw people in 
um, because you need to believe that he is a leader, that he is a righteous man, and that he is also a intense man, man as well. And I think Ben Foster does a great job in personifying all of those things. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know, he also fits into medieval times. Some not not everybody, you know, not every actor can do that. Uh, and I think, you know, just like he is also minimalistic actor. What what I wanted for this part, you know, he could be mean, he could be nice, and just like you know, his arc is you know something from you know just like badass uh, mercenary fighting for money. Uh, changing, you know, to something just, you know, high. And I think, you know, just uh, he is absolutely great for that. And also, you know, just like Czech people who, you know, already watched the movie, uh, they feel like this is Jan Žižka, you know. So he kind of resembles to Jan Žižka. Even we I don't know exactly how he looked like because we've got some paintings, you know, and all that. But uh, yeah, he feels like that. He feel, feels like one of us. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was really good. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you will love. Another great actor you have in the movie is Michael Caine, of course. He's a legend. I think something a lot of people love about him as a performer is his voice. The first thing we hear in Medieval is Michael Caine talk about the violence in a tyranny. He talks about what's happening politically, religiously at the, uh, in, the, in this time in Czech history. And I think for yourself, I mean, I'd imagine him being the first voice, the voice of your film essentially would have been just been a thrill because when it comes to iconic voices in the history of cinema, Michael Caine has to be right up the top of the list. Absolutely. You know, that was just like once I got Michael Caine, I couldn't believe it, of course, because, you know, it was just like uh, it was a dream. And my uh, producing partner, Cassian Elwes, who has produced like over six, over 100 movies, he and he's British. He told me that he always wanted to work with uh, Michael Caine, hmm. but it never happened. And uh, he told me like that it doesn't make sense to uh, you know send this offer to Michael because it you know it would be too hard to get him. And suddenly Michael King called me and said, "Hey Peter, hello Peter, uh, you've got a lovely screenplay, and I'm looking forward to work with you." And I was like, "What?" And I was just I I could I didn't know what to say. And then once I had him, you know, I was like uh, basically saying to myself, hey, you have to use his voice, you know, you have to use him as much as possible because, uh, like, you know, it's Michael Caine, you know. That's why I also started the movie with him and his voice telling us, you know, just the basics of the history. And, you know, he is the 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 main character, you know, who is basically influencing Ben Foster as Jan Žižka. Mm. And that's that's also you know just like it. so his part is very important for the movie. So so it was great that it was not just a small part. It was like really big part which was influencing the 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 plot and the hero, the main hero. This film, of course, is an action movie as well. So fight choreography, battle choreography is a very important part. Interesting thing about yourself, uh, Peter, is that you are a practitioner of judo. You have been for a long time. 
I'm here in Sydney, Australia. You were actually here in 2000 for the Sydney Olympics and you participated in that. When it comes to doing fight choreography, does your background in martial arts plays, plays a role in how you like to stage the scenes? Does your knowledge of movement, space, anatomy, etc., does that play a role in how you want your fight scenes to be portrayed and be captured on screen? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This this helps me a lot, you know, and I've got, uh, you know, uh, like ideas. It's just like I always want to be part of the choreography. So I discuss it with, uh, you know, uh, uh, stunt, you know, coordinators, and we put these fights together, how, how you know, how I wanted them, you know, just, and I, I bring bring ideas, you know, and I, I just wanted these fights to be very real. I wanted wanted them to be brutal, uh, not too much technique, because you know once you get into a fight, and whoever knows how how it is, you know you just like mostly forget everything, and everything is happening around you, and you are just fighting like a beast if you want to survive, and that's why I wanted to do. And whatever you have trained, and whatever you know, you are using it because those are instincts, but you are not planning it. You are just fighting. And, you know, those fights were really difficult to do. And I also wanted them to, to be different, you know. So I was choosing locations which are, you know, different, like, you know, caves. I was doing uh, a lot of underwater fights, you know, which were very difficult to shoot. And you usually spend, like, minimum two, two you know, two times more, uh, you know, time on on it, you know, so that that, that was really difficult. And if you want to have one fighter underwater in armor, you have to have another one scuba diver for that fighter. So yeah. it's just like, you know, very difficult, very difficult and hard to imagine it, you know. I cannot hear now. Can you hear me now? Now I can. Yeah, sorry. Um, your editor for the film is Stephen Rosenblum, and he was the editor for two of your favorite movies, um, Last Samurai and Braveheart. I'd imagine editing this film, being in post-production and someone like Stephen, not only for you as a fan of his work, but also for this kind of movie, this type of genre of film, would have been incredibly beneficial to tap into his brain and, and figure things out. What was the process like for you editing with Stephen? Because, like I said, to be with the editor of some of your favorite films that you know, influenced you as a filmmaker um, would have been just a, a big treat for yourself. Uh, I I admire Stephen so much, and I'm I'm so glad that he he agreed to do it. That it's it's just like unbelievable. We really became friends, you know, to be friends because I spent like almost a year with him in 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 one room. I I was there every day uh, editing with just sitting next to him and editing and listening to him and we were talking a lot about everything and his experience is unbelievable because you know he made so many great movies that especially from you know medieval movies you know uh, fighting movies you know so he's got you know he feels you know how the fights should be you know or the story and you know so he helped me really a lot a lot and he was also when we were talking about the history what they did in Braveheart and what was like changed, you know, and what they were changing during the editing. It helped me also a lot because, you know, they also like changed things, you know, and uh, it was like, you know, historically right, 
overall, but of course there were some things which never happened, like, you know, uh, Mel Gibson, you know, having an affair with a French princess, you know, mm. or some, you know, other stuff and paint. They were painted blue on the face and it, it happened like thousands of years before, but it was visually beautiful and great for the movie. So that was like, you know, something what they what they decided to do. So, yeah, it's just like it's uh, it, it was very helpful for me. Final question. I came across an article that um, there is going to be video game adaptations kind of like based on uh, the medieval uh, movie. So there's a game for the console, there's a game for the PC. Um, I know that you've had um, experience working on video games. So it's kind of like voice talent and such. Where did the decision come from to kind of like spread out the, the story of Yamajishka in video games um, as well as uh, movies? Yeah, I mean, there was like, you know, I was, um, you know, uh, my... Uh, my face was used in another video game, the Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is from the same period of time, and it was very successful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought, like, you know, maybe it's a good time, you know, just, like, to have, you know, our video game, you know, like, combination of the movie, which would be edited differently, you know, just, like, you know, for the video game, and also, you know, combination with the game. And I then I started to talk to Michael Caine about it, you know, and I explained him the idea and said, yeah, sure, that sounds really cool. So I'm going to ask my grandchildren, you know, what they think about it. And he asked them, they said, yeah, dad, we, you have to be there. You have to do it, you know. And he said, yeah, okay, so let's do it. So he's doing it and he's got his own 3D character, So which is another unbelievable thing. So, yeah, so this, and it happened like, you know, four years ago when I thought like, you know, okay, maybe there's a way how, that we could do it, you know, and I started to look for some, somebody who can do it, you know, for us, with us, and it's happening now, it's going to be released in the first half of the next year, and uh, I've just, so far, I'm happy with what we've got. Awesome. So everyone out there listening, Medieval, September 9, across the theatres, in the US, people need to check out this movie. If you love your action adventure in the mold of Braveheart, Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven, movies like that, you will love what medieval is. Um, ben Foster's terrific in the movie. Sophie Lowe, fellow Australian, she's awesome in the film as well. And um, Petriaku, I thank you so very much for your time today. Congratulations with the film. Best of luck. And yeah, man, uh, anytime you want to talk again about any movies in the future, let me know. I'd love to have you on again. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for inviting me. And it was a pleasure to talk to you.